Make sure it's tall enough here. We'll be in uh, James chapter 1 to begin with. We'll look at all sorts of scriptures today. A couple people ask me, what's the next series? Well, it's going to be a short one. It's going to be a one-parter today. Because, at least I'm hoping it's going to be one-parter. Because next week, we're gonna, I'm going to have a lesson on uh, missions. So. so today's lesson, if you have a handout, is dealing with anger. Anger is a very hot topic. Almost, you know, you get kind of heated when you get uh, angry. But it's, it is something that's quite prevalent in our society, actually, more and more. There's every kind of rage that used to be just road rage. Now there's shopping cart rage and uh, any kind of rage you can imagine. There's drive through rage. I mean, really, you, you see stories about people getting angry at drive through You go to the fast food. You walk in and someone doesn't get the order right, so you throw something at the... At the um, person behind the counter. It makes sense, doesn't it? You just have to be angry at somebody for something. And, and actually, it goes, and this is not the lesson, but if it just makes sense, doesn't it? That if you don't correct a child's anger when they're young, and uh, they're doing this number when they're three and four, and when they're 13 and 14, it's just a bigger version of it. And when they're 24 and 25, it's a, a bigger version yet. And so you have little babies in adult bodies now who don't know how to control themselves and everything is just throw a fit and, throw a, and be angry until you get your way. And so parents, don't let your kids get their way. It doesn't help them. <laughs> You're hurting them, okay? Uh, so there you go. There's a little diversion there. So we're going to read a couple verses here in James chapter 1. In verse number 19 and 20, and we'll pray and we'll get started. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. We'll read the next verse also. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls." A little contrast there, the idea of meekness in verse 21 uh, with wrath back there in verse 20. And we'll pray and we'll get started. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your word. I ask that you give me wisdom. There's a lot to say, a lot to cover, and help me know how to um, apply it to the needs of your people, Lord. I don't know uh, everybody's needs here, but you do. So we ask that the right things will be said to be helpful and that your word and Holy Spirit, you'll speak to us, teach us. It's just so good to be in church. Your word makes sense. The world doesn't make any sense. And I pray that we'd let your word show us where we're wrong and then come to you for cleansing, forgiveness, and help to have victory over our self-destructive sin. And Lord, those uh, who are saved, that they'd be encouraged by it. Those maybe who don't know you as Savior would see that the Bible does make sense and that they need you in their lives and they'd, they'd want that. Lord, I'm just thankful for everyone in church today. Pray that you'd uh, give us a, a good time. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Benjamin Franklin, I know he's not a preacher, but he had a really good quote. He said, anger is never without reason but seldom with a good one. 
we, we do tend to get heated sometimes. Sometimes we blow up. Sometimes we get angry at things that we don't, there's no need to be angry. Uh, and other times we should just control that anger, which is easier said than done because that's more of a supernatural thing than it is a, a natural thing. So I want to just give a couple of thoughts as we go through this idea and this lesson on anger. First one, number one, we're going to talk about the warnings about anger. The Bible is pretty clear and it gives us some warnings. We, we read James 1.19. It says, uh, let me give you the, the point first of all. God does not want us to be easily angered. He doesn't want us to be easily angered. Some people, man, they have a hair trigger, don't they? They're just ready to blow up about on anything. And then you know those other guys that have the slow burn. They're just pretty low-key. They're pretty just laid back. And then all of a sudden, when, it's fine, when you finally trip their trigger, they explode like you wouldn't believe. You're like, are you the same person I thought you were? Uh, they're just unbelievably out of control. But God doesn't want us to be easily angered. Verse 19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. So we're supposed to be slow to wrath. Not quick to just lose it. Not quick just to bite back. Someone bites us, we bite them back. They, you know, they're mean to us, we're mean back. And, And it you ever see people who are just shouting at each other? It doesn't start by a shouting match. It, one's talking. And it, this happens in, in some people's marriages, hopefully not yours. Uh, someone's talking, and someone wants to over-talk them, so they're talking louder, and then they're talking louder than them. Then they're, and pretty soon they're just yelling and screaming at each other, and nobody's listening to anything. It's just absolute chaos, and the kids are like, ah, and they're running in the other room. Or, and, and then the parents wonder why the kids do that to each other. And they'll even do that back to them. Wonder where they learn that. So God doesn't want us to be easily angered. <laughs> Hence, here comes the, the phrase that we're all familiar with. Man, just take a chill pill. You know, just chill out, right? Just settle down, calm down. Now, he says, be swift to hear. So if we're quicker to hear what someone has to say and slower to speak our minds, which everyone thinks they have a right to speak their minds now, uh, you can text someone back, you can, you, you can slam them on the Internet, you can, you can blog them, you can put your mean, nasty quote on uh, a comment on their post. Whatever you want to do, you can just speak your mind real quickly. But actually, the Bible says to be slow to speak. So think before you speak instead of just react. And if you're just in the habit of reacting all the time, whether it's on Internet, social media, and in, in person, you're not going to have any friends. No one's going to like you. Okay, You'll like yourself, but, and you'll wonder why nobody else likes you and why everyone else doesn't want to be around you because you're just a mean, hot-headed uh, person. And you don't want to be that way. Well, you might want to be that way. We all sometimes want to be that way, but we shouldn't want to be that way because it doesn't help us. So God doesn't want us to be easily angered. Now, that word wrath, this, the word wrath is a little different. I'm, I'm using them somewhat interchangeably, but I, I will explain it as I go along here. Uh, 
anger, and then there's wrath. Wrath is more of a, an extreme anger. Both are, are condemned and we're warned about both, but obviously when you see wrath, that's like the over-the-top type of anger. No, uh, secondly, another warning about anger is anger will cause you to do things that are not right. They'll just cause you to do things that are not right. We see that in James 1.20. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. When we're angry, we're not going to do right things. And sometimes people justify it. Well, I'm, it's like, uh, you know, I was like righteously in, indignant. Um, I don't think there's as much of that that goes around as we like to claim. When we're typically angry, we're not doing the righteousness of God. We're, we're saying things we shouldn't say. We're doing things we shouldn't do. I confronted somebody one time, uh, a man of God, and uh, he was a man of God in the flesh. <laughs> and I said, well, why'd you do that? He said, well, I was angry. Well, that, that doesn't make it right just because you're angry. And there was no apology. It was just, I'm angry. Uh, yeah, we can do a lot of things because we're angry, but maybe we shouldn't be angry, right? Instead of justify our actions. And then I've heard of other people say, well, I'm just, just I'm, I'm built that way. You know, we're all built to sin, aren't we? In the sense, not God didn't design us that way, but we've got a sin nature now because of, of sin that entered into the world and we have chosen sin. So we are corrupt. We're all uh, built that way, not by God's design, but by our rebellion to God. So anger will cause you to do things that aren't right. People, why do people kill each other? Like people kill someone else because most cases they were first angry at them. Maybe they planned it out. Maybe it was premeditated and they went, you know, had this big plot. I'm going to do this to this person. And sometimes it's not that. They just go back to the road rage. You know, it just escalates. Someone gets mad. Someone, you know, says something, does something. Someone else pulls out a gun and says, you're not going to do something. Yeah, I will. And then, then they just boom, you know, go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that, right? <laughs> uh, why did they do that? They didn't go out that day planning to kill someone they're just going in their car to go to work or wherever they're going and then they let their their anger get the worst of them actually and it causes us to do things that aren't right it destroys relationships it um it 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 just doesn't end well thirdly anger is a trait of fools oh we don't want to hear that one though do we uh, Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Say, no, I, I just have a problem. It's just like me. I didn't write the Bible. And so if I, you or I have a, have a continual problem with anger, it's that you and me are, are foolish. And it's, that's what's resting in our heart. And we don't want to have that trait. Um, that's a trait of fools. And if you don't want to be a fool, then try to work on this. Oh, 
Well, where, how, do, how does this whole anger thing come about? Well, we continue here. Anger is caused by pride. Proverbs 21, verse 24. Proud and haughty scorner is his name who dealeth in proud wrath. So there we got two times the word proud is used in the same verse. And haughty is also thrown in there, which is very similar. So proud and haughty. Uh, is the person who, who's dealing in proud wrath. And so we get this idea then that this wrath comes out because of pride. You didn't like what I had to say, so I will, I will one-up you, right? And, and you offended me. You've gone against me, so I'm going to go against you. And the Bible says only by pride cometh contention. So when there's strife and contention in relationships, whether it's in the home or, you know, extended family, your neighbor or whatever, you know, you, 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 you put something on my lawn, right, your neighbor. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's, that's, my, no, that's on my side. No. And here's this, this strife coming, and it's because of pride. We feel that this is my life, these are my rights, and you violated me, or you don't like my opinion, and I'm going to let you know it, and we lash out. And it can get ugly. So we move along, it's caused by pride, then we also see anger is a work of our corrupt flesh. Galatians five nineteen and 20, and he gives a list here. He says, now the, I won't read them all, but I'll, I'll skip through here. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Okay, these are works that our flesh want to do. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness. Right? Those are works of the flesh. These are sexual sins. That's what the flesh wants to do. Uh, any kind of sexual activity outside of marriage, God condemns. The flesh likes it, uh, and that's why people do it. And they're not concerned about what God has to say. But the, the scriptures continue. It says variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, envies. I mean, you get a couple of those right together. Wrath and strife, they work together. These are works of the flesh. Naturally, our flesh is, is sinful. It is against what God has to say. That's why it's a lot of times people don't want to hear the Bible because it exposes them for what they are. And they like what they do and they don't want to be told otherwise. When I say they, aren't we all in the they at times? <laughs> so it's a, anger is a work of our corrupt flesh. Our flesh wants to be angry. Our flesh likes strife. It likes to be at odds with other people. You say, no, no, not it. our sinful part of us does uh, lean that way. And we have to work at relationships. We have to work at all of this. And it's not something that we can just do on our own. We'll talk about how we can get help with it here as we get closer to the end of the lesson. But I'm just trying to give you some of, some of the warnings about what God says concerning anger and wrath. The next uh, one is this. Anger is enslaving. It's like any other sin. Once we engage in it, sins kind of have a way of grabbing on to us. And the Bible talks about that as far as 
uh, someone can be held by the, the cords of iniquity, the cords of sin. It's like sin has, uh, you know, if you'd say the octopus tentacles that can wrap themselves around you. It's got ropes that like to tie, uh, tie itself to you. And so when, when people enter into sin, they don't realize that they're, uh, that they're allowing themselves to be one step closer to becoming addicted to that sin and happens. I mean, talk about drinking. Someone wants to start, starts drinking. Well, you know, and then they, they keep drinking. Well, I need to stop. Well, they, they keep drinking. Why? Because that has wrapped, those, those cords have wrapped around them. Same thing with uh, someone telling um, dirty jokes. They think, oh, it's fun. It's cool, man. Little, these little dirty innuendos. That's not fun and it's not cool. It's sin. Okay? And people think that's okay. And you, you, you have a perverted mind. That's why everything always goes that way. And your mind always goes that way because you are twisted and you are defiled in your own heart and mind. And you, you are held by those cords. And people who are addicted to pornography, it grabs them and they have a hard time letting go. Those are just other examples. Um, the same is true of anger. If someone just is used to giving in to anger, it just becomes so much easier to be that way. They, their, their responses will, they're just conditioned. You say something to me, I'll say something to you. All right? Just get in your car and drive home. And if someone cuts you off, what's your normal reaction? Do you say the same thing every time? Man, that stupid jerk. Uh, do you raise your fist? And hopefully not anything else. Uh, Your reactions are probably similar time after time after time. And if you're not careful, well, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Um, Yeah. I mean, I remember a guy cut me off one time. And I did. I raised my fist at him. He shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Because then he pulled a gun out (laughs) as we're driving down the highway. Oh, okay, me and my family... We don't want to die. Let me just back off and let this hothead keep going. Um, yeah. So anger doesn't really help. And responding to someone who has anger issues with anger only makes things worse, as I learned driving down the road that day. Uh, so it's enslaving. I don't think I have even read that verse yet. Let me give you uh, Proverbs 19.19. 19. A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment, but the second half of the verse says, For if thou deliver him, yet thou must do it again. All right, he's going to get himself into trouble, and if you have to intervene and help him get out of this trouble, you're going to have to do that again and again and again because he's enslaved to it and he's not working at it, and he's not getting victory over it. He needs to get victory over it. So we have to understand, it is enslaving, and it, it'll, it'll really hurt us. So be careful about these things. Uh, maybe as we go through this, this is, uh, you're like, man, one thing after another, you're, you're really hitting me between the eyes. I'm not hitting anybody. It's the Word of God that's trying to give us some warnings And we all need to be reminded of of what God says.
the, the last warning is this. Angry people must be avoided. Angry people must be avoided. Now, if you're married to that one, well, <laughs> um, you better pray. It's not like uh, God wants us just to walk out on them. But the Bible says this, Proverbs 22, verses 24 and 25. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Right? So don't go with them. And he tells us why we should stay away from them. Not only because you're going to you know, get yourself hurt, <laughs> but he says, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. So anger is something that is learned from other people. It's, it is a work of the flesh, yes, for sure. But it's also learned from other people. And so that's why it behooves us as parents to make sure that we learn to control our anger. Because those little eyes are watching. And they will develop similar responses that we have. And it's really sad, uh, whatever the sin is, Kids growing up in homes, you, you, you find a, a child growing up in a, an alcoholic's home, sometimes that kid will say, man, I'm never going to drink. I've seen what it's done to our family. And you know what ends up happening in many cases? If they don't know the Lord, they end up drinking and they end up doing the same thing and treating their same family the same way that, that they, because that's what they learned. It was passed on. Now, as Christians, we don't have to be defined by what has happened to us. God gives us grace, and we can have victory over sin, and we don't have to repeat those sins. At the same time, though, um, if we as parents are giving a bad example to our children, they will pick up on that. So our kids often react the same way we do. And that's because they learn it. So if you've got a friend who's just the hothead and is always angry, you're you're going to um, be more likely to get yourself in trouble. And it, it doesn't, doesn't end well. You've got to be careful about some of these people. Uh, I knew a guy in high school. This guy was a hothead. And he, yeah. I, 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 I learned eventually that he probably wasn't the best guy to be around as I saw him taking somebody and slamming their head into the pavement, I'm like, this is not a good thing. Uh, and needless to say, that's, that's when we were teenagers. Again, I wasn't right with the Lord. I had a lot of bad friends, and, but I was kind of seeing, this is not a good thing. Uh, needless to say, that guy had a lot of trouble with the law. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's a free man at this point, but he, he was he had a lot of problems with the law. Why? Because he had a problem with anger and it enslaved him and it ruined his life. But it also was a warning to others that you hang around him, you're going to pick up on some of that. Either you'll be the brunt of it or you'll start acting that way. Uh, now, I'm using this verse to say if you know someone who's in such a way, they're not like the best influence on you, okay? So be careful. I'm not using this verse to, to say that if you're in a, 
<laughs> marriage with someone who gets angry at times that you can just walk out on them because the Bible talks a lot about marriage. Get some help, okay? So let's take the Bible in, in its whole and not just take a verse and say, ooh, here's my justification to get a divorce. I'm not saying that. So we've looked, first of all, warnings about anger. Secondly, secondly, nor am I saying, by the way, that if you're in an abusive relationship that you should just not get any help and just let yourself be abused. I'm not saying that either, okay? You need help and counseling, and God can help work through some of these situations, Sometimes there's a need to get out of a dangerous situation. That doesn't mean a marriage has to dissolve. But anyway, I'm just throwing that out there so no one's going to come back and say, but. Okay. Number two, how about some consequences of anger? Kind of touched on some of this a little bit as we've already gone along. But let me give you a couple of these uh, consequences of anger. First of all, uh, more sin. That's a consequence of anger. We already looked at. Um, Proverbs, uh, James one twenty: the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So when we get angry, we tend to do things that are not right. But then also Proverbs 29, verse 22, an angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. Okay? So this angry man, he's going to stir up strife. He's just, everywhere he goes, he's going to stir it up. And so that's more sin, but he's not settled there, then a furious man aboundeth in transgression. So he's not just going to sin a little bit. He's just going to continue. It's just going to be more and more and more. And by the way, we read some of those uh, works of the flesh back there in Galatians five nineteen and 20. Once we are in the flesh, so to speak, and the flesh is in control when I say in the flesh, we're all in the flesh as far as living. But uh, once the flesh is engaged and it's in control, we yield to the, this idea of wrath, then don't be surprised when some of the other works of the flesh that are listed there also start coming out in your life. Because now the flesh is in control. And we can be guilty of some pretty hideous things once the flesh is in control. So, yeah, more sin. A furious man aboundeth in transgression. That's why you don't want to be hanging out with that guy who's a hothead who kills somebody, and you're right with him. Oh, okay, Mr. Accomplice. <laughs> uh. All right, next uh, consequence of anger is foolishness. Proverbs fourteen seventeen. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. So we're going to do foolish things. Uh, things that are, but what's foolish? It's the opposite of being wise, right? And, and you look at some people and say, man, that was like stupid. Why'd they do that? Well, sometimes we are stupid and foolish because we've allowed anger to get in. And, and people do not just silly, but just absolutely foolish things. So he, he that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. So when we act that way, people aren't going to like us. That's really another consequence kind of wrapped up in there. People aren't even going to like us. Makes sense, right? 
And then we're going to be angry at them for not liking us. So then we'll treat them even better? No, it just, it just spirals. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, another verse there, Proverbs 14, 29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. So if we can, you know, if we can learn that losing our temper is not the best thing, we're showing that we have a lot of understanding. We, we're, we're on our way toward being a wise person. But then it says, in the rest of the verse, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. If we're hasty, we're quick to, to just act and react and, and to, to lash out in, in context, talking about wrath here, then we're going to exalt, we're going to promote folly. I don't think we want to do that, but that's kind of what happens. You ever do something or say something that you regretted because you're angry? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. I mean, we should all, you know, all be saying, yes. <laughs> yeah, we've done something foolish. That's part of the consequences of not learning to control ourselves. And, and, you know, just to go along with, with this idea, too, just to throw this out there, that we don't get a free pass because someone was angry to us that we get to be angry back and say, well, you just don't know the circumstances and you just don't know, you know, I, what's done, been done to me. You know, I don't know what's been done to everybody, but God does, and God's rules apply to everybody. So... It doesn't make any sense that if someone's mean to me, then I get to be mean to someone else because I have an excuse now. Well, then now they've been abused verbally or physically or whatever, and so then they now have an excuse to be mean to somebody else. Really, if we take that, then everybody has an excuse to do anything they want all the time. It actually makes no sense. But we want to maintain that victim uh, status so that we have an excuse. You don't have an excuse. None of us have an excuse. Uh, it, it's unfortunate what happens to us sometimes, but with God we can get help and healing. Let me move on here. Another consequence of anger is cruelty. Cruelty. Uh, Proverbs 27.4. Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? So envy's thrown in there too. But wrath is cruel. Anger is outrageous. People do some pretty outrageous things. We've kind of given some examples along the way. But wrath is cruel. When you, that extreme anger, and you, you lose it. You know, when a parent loses it on their kids. That's cruel. That's cruel. God doesn't want parents to lose it on their kids. It's, it's, it's not just foolish it's, it's absolutely wrong. And we've got to understand that God's word is, is pure. And he, he sets the boundaries. And we need to accept when we don't do things the right way. And repent. Confess that and get God's help. And in another consequence, we looked at the verse earlier from a different angle, but uh, we'll look at it here, Proverbs 19, 19. This consequence is punishment. Punishment. A man of great wrath shall suffer punishment. Not might, he shall suffer punishment. In this life, it'll catch up to him, and certainly in eternity, he will give an account. 
He says, for if thou deliver him, yet thou must do it again. So a man of great wrath shall suffer punishment. It, there's, there's a payday coming. There'll be punishment by, you know, broken, a broken home. The, reaping what we sow. Uh, losing a job. Getting arrested. Who knows what it's going to be? But we just have to, to uh, realize that anger is is not a small matter and we need to take it very seriously before it destroys our lives and the lives of others. So some ideas about victory over anger. Well, I think we need to make sure we don't make excuses for it. I already touched on that. Don't say, well, I'm a victim. Charles Spurgeon said this. Do not say, I cannot help having a bad temper. Then he continues, friend, you must help it. Pray to God to help you overcome it at once, for either you must kill it or it will kill you. So I think the, the problem with most people who, who have uncontrollable anger uh, is that they, they want to stay angry. We've all been there at times, right? You, someone trips your trigger and you're angry and you're like, I'm not ready to settle down yet. I want to, I want to say my piece. I want to, I want to vent a little bit, and we want to just rage a little bit. Well, the, as, as long as you do that, remember, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So what you're saying is, I just want to be, I just want to be mad and angry and, and do something bad for a little bit, and then I'll calm down. <laughs> That's not real spiritual, okay? And so we have to admit that. Sometimes we get some temporary satisfaction out of being angry. That's why we do it. It pleases our flesh. Like, mm, I just want it. And, but that's not the right attitude. So first, first thing we should do to have victory is to confess it. And I've got to run through this. Uh, we've got to see it as wrong to get victory. First John 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's like any other sin. You have a problem with temper, your anger, you deal with it immediately. Confess it, ask, and now be, realize this. Help, help, this will help you. Once you are, you're angry, confess that sin. Remember, you're in the flesh. The flesh is in control. So what do you do? Ask God to fill you with the spirit again. Because until you do that, you're still in the flesh. Um, and, and ask God to f- forgive you and to cleanse you. And he will every time. If you mess up again later that day, confess it again and get back walking with God. Secondly, stop it. Just stop it. You see why? Again, God commands us to control our anger. Therefore, it's possible with his help. He says, cease, in Psalm 37, 8, cease from anger. So stop it. That's what he's saying. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Turn your back on it. And then he said, uh, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Then in Colossians 3, 8. Now, uh, but now ye also put off all these. So he's telling us what to put off. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Well, yeah, when you're angry, a lot of times filthy communication comes out. Shouldn't ever. And so he said, you need to forsake that. How do you do that? That's the next thing in having victory is to get help with it. And we get help from God. Galatians 5, 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Let the Holy Spirit have control of your life and you won't 
be uh, walking in the, the sins of the flesh. And when you find yourself walking in the sins of the flesh, you confess it and you ask God for a filling again. But Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Those three are actually the opposite of anger. And so the Holy Spirit will produce love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Really, the ang- anger is, is, is the antithesis of all of those things. So when the Holy Spirit of God's working in our hearts to produce these things, then we can have victory. Then a, th- a fourth thing to do is prevent it. If someone's angry toward you, control how you react. The Bible says, a soft answer turneth away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. So if someone comes after you, give them a soft answer. I know you want to just get them, but you're going to stir up more strife and it's just going to escalate. So prevent it. And then avoid it. Uh, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, Ephesians 4, 26. So settle conflicts immediately. Settle them with with God, that you're going to take care of this, your anger problem with God and try to settle conflicts with others as soon as possible. Be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. And that's Bible. Then replace it. Let all bitterness, this is Ephesians 4, 31, 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So instead of getting angry, we should start learning to be kind to people. We choose how we react. It's not always easy to react the right way. I know, I got a flesh. And so do you. But let's ask God to help us. Father, we pray that you bless 